Wow. Welcome back. MTN Giants podcast. This did not go as planned. Giants lose 40-4-0 to nothing. Zero. In uh, week one Sunday night. National TV. Now I was thinking, was this the worst Giants game I've ever watched? And I think... It's in, like, the conversation. I, I thought back to the 2017 Rams game when they gave up 51 points and guys were just quitting on the field. But this is up there. This is definitely the worst week one. 2017 was bad, 19-3 loss. Uh, 2014 to the Lions in Detroit was bad. This one probably uh, takes the cake. This has to be, like, the worst one. High expectations this year. We are we were hoping that the Giants closed the gap between them and Dallas and even Philly. But what today's game showed is that, no, the gap is still very real. The gap is still large. And the Giants are still easily the third best team in this division. And the Commanders will see. I don't really fully buy into them. But based on what we saw today, the Giants obviously looked worse. But the Commanders had an easier matchup. Anyway, this game sucked. We'll get into it. Talk about the offense, the defense, looking forward, you know, future games in the schedule. Thank God we play Arizona next week. Um, if they play them like they played the Cowboys tonight, they will be 0-2. There's no doubt about it. But I don't think the Giants are this bad. I hope they can win next week, but there's a lot to discuss tonight. Hope you guys enjoy. Leave a like, and let's get into it. So this game, you knew it was over like three drives in. You knew with about two minutes to go in the first quarter, it was 16-0 Dallas. Self-inflicted wounds by the Giants. You knew it was over. By the early fourth quarter, there were let's go Cowboy chants. Dallas had seven sacks. Jones had two interceptions. Probably should have been three. Malik Hooker dropped a one. Um, and on the longest offensive play for the Giants, guess what happened? They fumbled. Isaiah Hodgins caught a slant. Well-placed ball. Took off with it. Chased down. And he fumbled. So longest play goes for nothing. And... I would say one of the weirder parts about this game, and Chris Collinsworth was saying maybe it's because Jones wants to go down with the ship or something. I don't know. But they sent Jones out there down 40 to nothing with nine minutes to go, which I just did not understand. Um, some of the other starters were out the game by then. I think Andrew Thomas was out, and he was kind of not looking right. I do believe he was dealing with some type of injury, so I hope he's fine. But he did not look right at some points in this game. But we're going to start talking about the first few possessions because that's when this game was decided, obviously. The Giants' first drive on offense, they got the ball first, and it looked like they were going to score a touchdown. Like, it looked like a, a great drive. It looked like they were ready for the task to, you know, play a team like Dallas. They come out, they get inside, like, the 15-yard line of Dallas. It gets to a third and two. Andrew Thomas false starts, which the broadcast said he had zero false starts the entire year last year. So first drive of the season in 2023, he has a false start crazy enough. Um, now, Micah Parsons was right across from him. I'm sure that can influence that. I, I completely get it. So that backs him up to third and seven. On third and seven, John Michael Schmitz, the rookie center, who had a day to forget, to be honest with you. Um, he had a very bad snap. It was low and to the left of Jones's foot. It trickled back. Jones had to dive on it. Giants had to settle for a field goal. So you're thinking, all right, well, listen, we probably should have had a touchdown that drive, but at least we'll get this field goal from Mr. Automatic Graham Gano himself, who just got a contract extension. And what happens next is crazy. The Giants get their field goal blocked. 
Noah Igbenogany, the guy for the, uh, they just got him from the uh, the Dolphins, I believe, returns it for a touchdown. So right there, Dallas is up six nothing when the Giants were putting together a very flawless looking drive, and that's how it ends. So then on the second drive, Giants go three and out. The offensive line sucked. Mark Lewinsky, who has turned into a real turnstile out there. Micah Parsons just blew right by him. No problem. Was barely touched. Jones was sacked. Then on the third drive, it's third and 19. There was already a sack on this drive. And on third and 19, Jones checks it down to Saquon. You're thinking, okay, we'll get a, you know, a few yards here. Maybe Saquon can make a guy miss. Jones, or Jones, not Jones, uh, Saquon gets blown up by Trayvon Diggs, ball pops in the air, and it's returned for a touchdown by Dallas. So that's how this game starts. It was like a 16-0 game in a blink of an eye. You knew it was over, and it felt so much like the last Giants game that mattered, which was the playoff loss last January in Philadelphia. It had the same exact feel to it. It felt like a funeral. Division rival, who you know is better than you, is just out there just toying with you. There were moments in this game where the Giants did not look like they were in the same league as the Dallas Cowboys, especially moments in the in the third quarter, fourth quarter, like just times where Dallas would just get through the offensive line in a split second. And, you know, look, Jones was not good tonight by any means. He was not good individually, but there he was just dead on some plays. Like there was nothing for him to do. Um, no time for routes to develop. And like, we're sitting here for like the 13th year in a row, basically, just complaining about the offensive line. Like, when's it ever going to get fixed? You know, you have two guards in Bredesen and Glowinski who are not that great, especially Glowinski. I feel like Bredesen was like, okay, but Glowinski's just not worth the money whatsoever. And then Evan Neal at right tackle must have allowed like two or three sacks on his own. Could have been more. I mean, I don't even know. He was awful. Um... And I just, you know, this is the game that really gets me concerned about Evan Neal because I was thinking with the full off season and working on his technique, maybe he would change and he'd be fine. But he was the opposite. This might have been his worst game in the NFL. And I mean, he played terrible in the Philly playoff game last year, but this was just as bad, if not worse. So Evan Neal in year two, we're not seeing the improvements so far. Now, this is a very elite defensive line. Maybe the toughest defensive line they'll face all year. I mean, Philly's there too, obviously, but um, this was just terrible. Like, you did not want to see that from, you know, your your guy who was once your former uh, seventh overall pick from 2022. So, Evan Neal's got to be better. It's an easier task next week. Hopefully in Arizona, he looks better. On the Giants' fourth offensive drive, they were on like a third and five. They decided to do a, a speed option with Daniel Jones. He runs to the right, off the right tackle. That gets blown up, and you're thinking to yourself, like, I know it's not the best weather, but on a third and five, your best option is to run a speed option with your quarterback. You Like, you invested in these weapons. You have Waller now. You have Campbell. You have these other guys you brought back, you know, Slayton, whoever, and even Hyatt. And, like, that's what you do? A quarterback, like, speed option play that gets blown up? I mean, that's that's what you do? Do you not trust your pass game? And I get why the Giants pass game sucked tonight, but that was still early enough in the game where you were trying to establish things. So I did not agree with that call. And honestly, the Giants coaching tonight was awful. It was non-existent. It was worse than anything we saw last year. So that's what makes this game even more disappointing. And then they had a drive in the second quarter, like early second quarter. And this was pretty much the nail in the coffin right here. Um, Daniel Jones had that late throw on the uh, sideline going to his right, just 
made this dumb throw that get, uh, got picked off by Stephon Gilmore. I have no idea why he threw it. He was getting chased down, but at that point, just throw it away. Like, there, there's no point in turning the ball over like that. Their next drive, they did convert a fourth down and five to Darren Waller. That was good to see. He had a couple catches that drive. That was nice. Then Evan Neal gives up a sack. DJ threw a ball behind Paris Campbell. Gano had to settle for a field goal, and then he missed one. Now, I do believe the snap wasn't great. I could be wrong, but I do believe I saw that. It was bad weather once again, so not trying to make all the excuses, but trying to be realistic about it, so maybe that has something to do with it. So that could have made it a 26-3 game. Instead, it was 26-0. Hyatt had a drop pass right before halftime. It was a little behind him, okay, but probably should have caught it, had both hands on it. Um, 26-0 at half. So as I said, it reminded me very much of the Philly playoff game last year because it was a similar score at halftime. You knew it was over. And if you're Brian Dable, what do you even say at that point? Like, if you're in the locker room, you've been planning for this game, prepping for this game for weeks. And, like, what do you say at that point? Like, you're down 26 nothing at halftime. What do you even say? I mean, thank God I'm not a coach. I don't know what I would say. Defensively, there's not as much to complain about, but still a lot. One play that annoyed me was the pick play that got CeeDee Lamb open for a 49-yard catch on third down. Um, I do believe Deontay Banks was in on that play, and I do also believe Banks did not play in the second half due to cramping or something like that, but not like it matters anyway. Um... But one of the rookies was involved on that play. They got picked. It might have been illegal. I know it has to be like less than a yard downfield. I don't know where they were when that happened. I'm assuming it was clean because it wasn't called. But then again, do we really trust the referees? I don't know. Um, this is a positive. Deontay Banks saved a touchdown on a tip ball to Jake Ferguson, the tight end. He had to leave his man to make that play. So shout out Deontay Banks for saving a touchdown there. I think they scored anyway on that drive. So kind of a moot point. But still, I like to see the rookies play well. There was the BS Trey Hawkins defensive pass interference to Brandon Cooks. Third down play, deep throw, right sideline. And Brandon Cooks flopped like a soccer player, like an NBA player. Like Brandon Cooks was just like, ah, oh, you know, like he just threw himself on the ground, basically. It was just like, come on, man. Like that's that's not football. But they got the call, so that worked out for Dallas. Um, same drive, Isaiah Simmons made a nice tackle on a third down play. They threw it to Pollard out in the in the flat. We know how elusive Pollard is. He's very good. And Isaiah Simmons was able to make that tackle, so that was good to see. Simmons also was in coverage on a third down drop by Jake Ferguson, but it was a drop. I do believe, you know, Simmons did not have much to do with that play, but he was in coverage, so I'll give him credit for that on this on this type of night where there's not money, uh, not many good things to say. So it was good to see Isaiah Simmons, you know, make some plays on third down. But on that same drive, they allowed Dallas to pick up a fourth down play, the slant to Cooks. He was blown up by Trey Hawkins, and Hawkins was going crazy. It's like, bro, you just gave up the first down. Like, I know you made a big hit, but, like, geez, we're getting our asses kicked out here. Um, what else was good? Third quarter, Bobby Okereke forced the fumble, but Dallas recovered. So, didn't really matter once again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just really rough game. Just not what you want to see. I was excited for this game. I was trying to be optimistic. And as I said, like I didn't have a good feel for who was going to win this game, but I felt pretty good about this game being close. And now I feel like a jackass for saying that because this game wasn't even close. You knew literally 10 minutes into the game it was over. Like That's how bad this was. So I expected much better. I'm thankful that they're playing a much easier opponent next week, but it is the NFL, and you can't take teams lightly. So that does concern me.
You know, if they if the Giants were to drop that game next week, I mean, there there are just red flags and, and panic buttons getting hit. Like there, that is a bad thing. So you have to win that game, obviously. Um, like total yards wise, it wasn't that bad. Dallas beat them two sixty five to one seventy one. I'm sure a lot of garbage time was included, but like look at Dak Prescott's numbers. He wasn't that great. Thirteen of twenty four for one hundred forty three yards, no touchdowns. Like he wasn't amazing. It was bad weather, of course, but wasn't amazing. Um, Pollard averaged five a carry on 14 carries, two rushing touchdowns. Um, the Turpin guy scored a touchdown. I think that was the last one to make it 40 nothing. Um, so the Cowboys ran the ball pretty well. Rico Dowdle, four yards a carry on six carries. Um, CD had 77 yards, four catches. Um, I do believe Dak missed him on a touchdown, overthrew him. But it wasn't like Dallas's offense did a whole lot. They were fine, but it was the Dallas defense that stole the show, obviously. They were tremendous, and that was the big difference in this game. As I mentioned, seven sacks for Dallas' defensive line. The Giants' defensive line felt like they just weren't there today. Like, where was Kayvon Thibodeau? Leonard Williams, I didn't hear his name mentioned once. And, like, this is a primetime game, so I'm watching every single snap. I'm paying attention to what the broadcast is saying. I, I could see myself missing a play in, in like, a 1 o'clock game when you got a bunch of other games on. But, like, a primetime game, for me to not realize that, you know, Leonard Williams and Kayvon and Aziz Ojolari, um, I remember Dexter Lawrence made a couple plays. Okay, I won't mention him. But, like, those three guys were not even making an impact. Like, that's bad. Like, the Cowboys offensive line despite having Tyler Smith out, they had the Giants number the entire night. Like, they, Zach Martin was killing these guys on the inside. Uh, Biotish, same thing. Uh, Steele, same thing. They were killing the Giants' defensive line. There were so many holes. I just went over the Dallas running numbers. They were good. They, they were efficiently running the ball. 122 rushing yards. The Giants had 108. That was kind of the one part of the Giants offense that was working the Giants averaged 2.6 yards per play on offense the Cowboys averaged 4.8 so any concerns about Mike McCarthy calling plays didn't really matter tonight it didn't matter the Cowboys offense was fine they ran the ball effectively so they were fine the Giants had three turnovers Dallas had zero as I mentioned, Okereke did force a fumble, but one of the Dallas offensive linemen jumped on it, so it wasn't a turnover. Um, so, yeah, this is one of those games where I just feel like if you're the Giants, you just forget it ever happened. You just don't even watch the tape. You just watch the um, Arizona game from yesterday or today, and you just see what they were doing and try to beat them. Like, I don't even think you want to watch this game. There was nothing to take away. Um, just horrible. You know, I don't want to overreact too much. There's definitely people on Twitter talking about the Daniel Jones contract and how this team's constructed. And, like, I don't want to go on that type of tangent yet. It's one game. Am I pissed off and concerned about that so far? Yes, I definitely am. You guys know how I felt about the Jones contract. I'm still hoping he proves me wrong. But, like, this is what you're concerned about. It's like when you pay a guy this much money, then you personally have to elevate your play. If you're going to take up a lot of the salary cap, like, you know, Jones's new contract does, not not as much this year because his, um, his cap hits not that much for this year, but next year and the year after, like, if you're going to be taking up that much money, you have to elevate your play. So, once again, I will give him a, a pass, like a half pass for this game because the offensive line was that bad but I do need to see Jones play better 100% I like the way he ran the ball today he came out in the first quarter was running it very well had 43 yards on 13 carries so the efficiency was not there but early on he ran the ball pretty well but 
even when the throws were there, he did miss some. He had the stupid interception. He had the one dropped interception. They were both on him. The one with Barkley that was called an interception was kind of bad luck. You know, I don't want to say it's anyone's fault, but it was more so just a great play by Trayvon Diggs. And if you go through the Giants receivers in this game, it's it's horrible. Darren Waller, three for 36. I think Waller may have had like a 24-yard catch. I think I wrote it down somewhere, but um, where did I put this? 23-yard catch for Darren Waller. And that was the play where it was fourth down. Yeah, so Waller caught a 23-yard pass. Jones did a good job on that play of extending the play and kind of waiting for like the very last second to just dump it off to Darren Waller who picked up some yards after catch. So that was good to see. All right, so there were very few positives in this game, but they were there if you look that deep into it. So Waller was the leading receiver, three catches, 36 yards. Isaiah Hodgins, one catch for 24 yards and the fumble. Um, Lawrence Cager had two for 17 in garbage time. Slayton, three for 15. Saquon, three for 12. Two for six for Brightwell. One for two for Paris Campbell. Paris had a pretty bad drop in this game, too. Um, Bellinger, one for one. <laughs> That's one yard. Um, and Breda was one catch for negative three yards. So not good. Pretty embarrassing, right? To make us feel better, I would love to go out in Arizona next week, win that game like 31-13, to 13, and forget this ever happens. You know, just kind of sweep it under the rug. It, it's like the NFL, it's such a week-by-week type of league. Like, there is some momentum involved, of course, but I feel like in the NFL, especially early in the season like this, you can kind of put a game like this behind you. You can't let it snowball on you, right? I do trust the coaching staff still. I have not lost any faith in Brian Dable. Um, I still think they'll come out next week and put together the right game plan and win that game. I want to beat them by a lot, though. I don't want to beat Arizona like 17-14. Like, that would not make me feel that great. So I hope we beat them by like two touchdowns or something like that. That's what I want to see to have any type of confidence in this team going forward. Because let's be honest, there is a world where the Giants absolutely overachieved last year. Last year was a fluke. I didn't want to agree with it because I do think the Giants got better on paper. It's hard to argue that. They did get better in the offseason, right? But there is a world where the ball just bounced the Giants away last year and they lucked their way into nine wins. Very possible. And the schedule was easier. But now playing tougher games, you saw the Vegas win total was seven and a half. And we're like, why the hell is it seven and a half? Maybe tonight was a preview of why the Giants win total was seven and a half. Now, I don't want to believe in that. I still think they can win eight, nine games this year. Um, but maybe we're kind of overrating this team. You know, I'm hoping that's not the case. It seems like the offensive line is still a, a big question. It seems like the passing offense is not good. Um, there's a lot they have to fix. The defensive line got no pressure. You, you have names there, too. Like, that's the annoying part. Kayvon Thibodeau is a top-five pick in the draft. Dexter Lawrence is a guy you just paid a ton of money to. Leonard Williams was, like, a top-five pick in the draft at one point. The guy had, like, 11 sacks a few years ago. Aziz Ojolari, on a per-game basis, is awesome. So, like, where where was the production tonight? Was Dallas's offensive line that great, or was the Giants' defensive line just not up for the challenge? Like, that's the thing. Arizona's offensive line is not that way. Like, you're going to get opportunities next week to get those sacks, get your numbers up. But tonight you saw none of it. Dak Prescott had all the time he wanted to throw. Um, I'm trying to think, was Dak even pressured? Like, he might have been like a couple times. But I feel like for the most part, Dak had pretty much a lot of time to throw. So, 
just disappointing stuff. So I guess the best way to cope with this type of game is saying, hey, we got unlucky. The ball didn't bounce our way. The block field goal was kind of fluky. Um, the Saquon interception pick six was kind of fluky. Like there were some bad things that happened, right? We didn't recover the um, the Tony Pollard fumble. Like things did not break our way, obviously. But at the same time, they got outplayed in every single um, area of this game. So just got to keep it real. Um, but looking forward at their schedule, as I mentioned a few times, it's Arizona next week, which you have to win that game. Like, there's no – if the Giants lose that game, like, I think that's it. Like, I, I just – you know, you're facing Arizona in Arizona – not Arizona. You're facing San Francisco the week after on a short week on a Thursday. They beat the crap out of the Steelers today, and the Steelers, in my opinion, are a very good team. Like, I was very high on the Steelers. They looked awful, right? Arizona – I keep saying Arizona. San Francisco made them look like – a non-existent offense in the first half of that game, right? They got things going a, a bit more in the second half, but San Fran's defense looked freaking phenomenal. And I cannot imagine what that defensive line will do to this offensive line if the Giants offensive line still looks this bad in, in two and a half weeks. So, or a week and a half, actually. So that's very concerning. But you have tough teams. You know, I, Seattle looked bad today, so okay, maybe that game looks easier. But at Miami, at Buffalo, and then things get a bit easier. But, like, you have three of your next five games are very, very good teams, elite teams. Seattle, in my opinion, still a pretty good team. I was high on them this year. The one layup you have, and as people like to say, it's any given Sunday, no layups, but hey, it's probably the worst team in football. Arizona is on your schedule next week. You have to handle business there. You have to. Like, there's no excuse. So they have to get it done. Tonight sucked. Um, as I said earlier, um, as I said earlier off the top, this was the worst week one game I've ever watched. Like maybe some of the older Giants fans can remember a week one game where things went worse. But I started looking down the list of Giants week one games and the ones that I remember watching. And this has to be it. Like there's definitely not a worse game. I mentioned 2014 Detroit's game. I mentioned the 2017 Dallas game when they scored three points. Um, you know, like this is this was bad. So unfortunately... That's just how it goes. I guess it's better than losing on like a, a game losing a field goal or something like that. But still, like it just, it just sucks. So anyway, um, tomorrow I'll be making an NFL Week One overreaction type video. So stay tuned for that. Maybe it'll be out Tuesday. Depends if I get it done or not. No promises there. And then on the hopefully Friday we'll be making a Giants game preview for the Arizona game. Once again, gotta handle business there. But yeah, that'll do it. Leave in the comments your reaction to this game. Or maybe just not, because I get it. We don't want to say how we feel about this game, because not a lot of good things to say. Hope you all enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys next time.